0: Hello, I'm Alison Larkin, writer, comedian, narrator and host of The Jane Austen Podcast. Join me as we embark on a journey through Austen's timeless stories, starting with Pride and Prejudice. The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin is available wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Hi, I'm Keegan. And
0: I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspective. Hey, Madigan. Hey, Keegan.
1: Guess what? Oh,
0: God, I know what you're going to (laughs) say.
1: it's our covid anniversary. It's today. our covid
0: anniversary. <laughs> you know what I actually did this morning? I so I've been having insomnia issues this entire pandemic. And so I was up at like 5 this morning and I was like, I know Keegan and I talked about the pandemic and posted about the pandemic and stuff before we were in like the throes mm-hmm. of it. So I was going back into our old episodes and reading our what's in the news descriptions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> and it was like, you know, new um insight about a possible
1: lockdown
0: and all this kind of stuff and it's
1: yeah, so on so the day sad. this episode comes out, it will be a year and a day from the day that the World Health Organization declared the coronavirus a global pandemic, um, but when I went back and looked, our last day of recording in person would have been March 12th, which is exactly a year from when this episode yeah. will come out. So I think I went into like a full lockdown on like the 13th or something. The thirteenth was my last day at work. Yeah, so that was. Oh, my that's last right. Day. We've talked about
0: this recently. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah, but like, <sighs> so I have not seen you officially in person for a full year. One full year. Oh my Isn't that crazy? God. That is so wild. Well, I mean, I guess technically, I've se- I saw you in person like the following Monday when I ran down to give you your microphone for
0: like thirty seconds. as but I that was, was like, the last time.
1: See you in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Psych. Oh, oh gosh. My gosh. We sweet summer children. We were I, so naive. <laughs> I
0: legitimately say hello to you two times when I drive because I drive past your street all the time doing Postmates. Mm -hmm. I say hi, Keegan, every single time (laughs) and every time I drive past your billboard. I can't not say it like I have, I do you do the thing in your car where if there's a headlight out, you say padiddle and you kiss and hit the roof. I used to say Popeye.
1: Popeye. Yeah, that was our thing. It was Popeye and you hit the roof. Yeah, I like that. So I kiss
0: my hand and do it. I don't say "padiddle" anymore, but I, I have a superstition where, like, even if I am sobbing, crying, driving, and I've had the worst day, I will kiss my hand and touch the roof if somebody's headlight is out. Like, I can't not do it. <laughs> and I think my high Keegans are starting to be, just,
1: every time I see my Aww. high Keegan, Aww. hi, honey. That's so sad. It's very sad. It's but the only,
0: it's the only uh, other connection I can have with you other than FaceTime, so...
1: But you know what? This will take me in, right in, to the first news story I have to talk about today. Mm So... In addition to Biden signing the $1.9 trillion stimulus bill, um, which sets in motion the rollout of our $1,400 stimulus checks, which my entire $1,400 stimulus check will be going to the state of California because I owe them money in yeah, taxes.
0: I have a feeling that mine will be as well. Um I never received my first two. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's it's tax issues and stuff. I'm not going to get into it on the show, but I should be expecting a very large check within a few yes, months once you all this through. Be. There was issues with my taxes, there were things, so I and there was an address change in there, so I just never I never received it. And I tried contacting the IRS and they were like, "Well, when you file your taxes this year, you'll just get everything back. Right. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I yeah. am now just kind of adding the thousands that I'm going to be <laughs> We'll see,
1: that's Hopefully, lucky. if I don't that's- have to give all my money back. <laughs> well, it's not lucky, but that is the opposite of, of my issue, which is that my employer decided to just not take out anything in state taxes for the entire year. Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't know until I went and checked, I think at the end of last year I went and I wanted to see how much I'd made for the year. So I went and looked at my last pay stub to see like year to date. And I saw like how much I'd made, how much I'd paid in taxes. And it said, California tax year to date, $0. And (gasps) I was like, Oh no. Did your heart drop <laughs> into your butt? Yes, but I it was okay because I made enough in my federal to cover it. So and it's fine. It's all fine it's, and I knew I I prepped myself when I went into my tax lady. I was like, "Keegan, just prepare your heart for the fact that you're going to have to pay the state of California money. And surely yep. enough, she was like, You owe the state of California $1,400. So I was like, <laughs> All right, well, that's where my stimulus check is going.
0: Oh, that hurts so much. But at least it's not like, Okay, I have to give away an extra $1,400.
1: Exactly. $1, I mean, you and, know what I mean, I have been fortunate enough to have been employed throughout the pandemic, and I received my other stimulus checks, and so I really count it as a win all the way around. Oh, um, it is,
0: but the, but I mean, it, it always sucks. Taxes, yes. no matter the year, no matter the time, like, it's
1: the worst time of the year. It's awful. Y- yep, yeah. It's just annoying, too. So mm. all of those listeners who are not yet old enough to start paying taxes, savor it, because it yeah. sucks. Yeah. When April,
0: X. what day is tax day? April 16th, 15. April 15th. April 15th.
1: God, I'm horrible.
0: <laughs> just like all you kiddos on April 15th, just when you wake up in the morning, just take a really deep breath and take a moment to appreciate. Mm. that you're a child just That's take them right. just feel it and just be like I am a child and I get to be a child
1: until I have to pay taxes oh, although God. if you're if you're like 16 and have a job though do you have to pay taxes you know what I was just wondering that because I worked <laughs> I don't think so because I worked when I was 16 I had a job and they tax your income but I don't think I didn't have to file taxes because I was still a dependent under my parents you know what I'm saying? they
0: have to file I have no idea. I don't know. I I never had conventional jobs, so yeah, I know I I don't really know.
1: So I was definitely taxed. I have no clue. I always I babysat and I
0: coached, so I would just get personal checks and stuff. I never had to do. Yeah, always under the table. Actually, even with like nannying as an adult, I wasn't on. I wasn't on the books until like I think my last year working for (laughs) T. But then they but then they didn't have to take any money away, but. Sorry that I'm giving everybody a tax lesson, but if you want to like get health benefits or anything else, you have to like, you know, be paid above Mm -hmm. the table. So in the long run, I wanted to be, you know, paid in that way to help kind of, you know, support me for my future and things like that. But it sucks when you don't get your whole check.
1: Oh yeah, it really sucks. It like the amount that I paid in taxes, even without paying state taxes. Anyway, we're probably boring. The I was shit just gonna say listeners. we're
0: just having a, a phone conversation. I know now. That's,
1: that's what's <laughs> happening at the moment. But anyway, so in addition to the stimulus check, um, Biden also spoke on Thursday, uh, where he said that. States were going to make all adults eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine by May 1st. So right now, of course, there are tiers, certain occupations um, or being in a certain age bracket. Or if you have a certain kind of disability, those things allow you to be eligible for the vaccine. And everybody else kind of has to just like wait in line until your number is called, essentially. Right. So Biden has said that by May 1st, everybody will be eligible to take their place in line. So, yes.
0: So I it, saw that like right before mm-hmm. I got on with you. And so that was, I was like getting super excited, but then I was like, okay, you're going to be eligible. How long is it going to take to actually get it? Because it's not like May first. I'm going to be able to, you know, if I had to wait for that. Because we were just discussing that we might be able to get it soon. Well, you are getting vaccinated very soon, but um,
1: yeah, in a month ish. But yeah, right.
0: But I'm wondering about the people like that haven't hit those tiers or haven't had the opportunity when May first hits. Are we still going to be backlogged with all the other people that
1: need to get it? Where it's going to take even longer? It you know, really I just depends on where you live. I think because I know a lot of people in Missouri who are young people who are getting vaccinated already, I think yeah. it really depends on the demand um, and the population. Like everyone in Alaska is eligible right now. Like doesn't matter who you are, you're eligible to get the vaccine because I think the number of vaccines versus the like population density, people. Yeah, I think that they just have enough. But we live, unfortunately, in one of the most densely populated places <laughs> in the country. Which I makes hate it living in L.A. Dude, listen, it's a love-hate relationship. It is a love-hate relationship. Um, I it's becoming more today, of a hate so for me. me.
0: <laughs> it's becoming more of a hate for me every single day. I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. I just I don't want to see a person for a while. I
1: really do. I went and looked at two bedroom apartments, and I was like, I'm sorry, you want how much money? Yeah. Ah, yeah. What, what now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so absolutely ridiculous. But Biden is hoping that things will return to some degree of normalcy by the Fourth of July. That's the goal that's being set in place right now that <gasps> we will be able to gather in small groups by the 4th of July holidays. So, so, I can have a small group birthday party on July 9th. You lucky. <sighs> uh uh uh. You know, uh, I really uh, have to say uh. it. I have to say it. March and April birthdays, we got screwed. Like royally screwed. <laughs> you got completely screwed. 2 years. 2 yeah, years of it's, bullshit.
0: <laughs> it's a lot, but it's going to be I mean, you're going to have you're going to have to have like We're going to have to have like a big birthday party for everybody. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like that'll be the theme. We'll have a party that's themed like a birthday party. We'll have a cake. Everyone will sing happy birthday to everybody. Everyone will give gifts to each
1: other. And then we can have celebrated
0: a large group of people's birthdays at once. I agree.
1: I agree. But I...
0: You want to say about you?
1: No, I say that the birthday party for everyone has to be Pisces, Aries themed. Because it's those two zodiac signs (laughs) who got fucked more than anybody else.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's a great idea to just get like those couple months together, have a big like happy sob fest, sad sob fest, whatever you're feeling. I do feel for you. I was just talking to my friend Lauren recently too and her birthday is like a day or two before or after yours. I can't remember mm-hmm. I'm a horrible person. but Oof. um, oh my God, her birthday was a couple weeks ago. Wow, I'm stupid. but she had had like a birthday party like right after the pandemic started. It was like around Ugh. the same time as your birthday. So the same thing, she's been through two pandemic birthdays as well, and she's just over it.
1: You know, I, I was telling Anthony yesterday, I was like, I, I, my 16th birthday, on my 16th birthday, I did not have a party. I was living in, like I, I spent my 16th birthday with my mom at Applebee's. Oh, why? Because I lived somewhere where I didn't have friends. I just moved. So I didn't have any friends. And you went to Applebee's? We lived in the middle of nowhere. There weren't a lot of options.
0: There wasn't even like a local steakhouse. No. Or like your options were like no. what, McDonald's or Applebee's for your it 16th It was like
1: Applebee's? Applebee's was like the sit down place. Seriously. <laughs> like because <laughs> where we lived. My 21st birthday I just moved to Los Angeles and my boyfriend at the time was working and we had one car and I had to wait for him to get off work so I spent my 21st birthday sitting in the car in the parking lot of the pizza place. I went inside the 7-Eleven and got a Mike's Hard Lemonade and that's what I did for my 21st birthday. And then my 30th birthday was in lockdown and I had to cancel all of my plans and see everybody over Zoom. So every single landmark birthday I have had. (laughs) I'm totally editing in.
0: I'm editing in sad music underneath all
1: of that. Just like slow violin music. It's tragic. It really is. But anyway, look, even
0: Dorothy's crying for you. I know.
1: Look, I know I'm having a pity party for myself, but you deserve it. You deserve it. You Uh,
0: deserve it.
1: The point is, hopefully all of this will be over (laughs) shortly and we can all be back together again and we can travel without having to quarantine. Um, Everybody, though, you know, continue to wear your mask, even if you're vaccinated. Continue to social social distance around other people if they are not vaccinated. They have now said that you can have small gatherings with other fully vaccinated people inside, mask off. Um, But when you are out amongst everyone um do still adhere to all of those guidelines but you we just are say getting closer
0: inside mask off just scared, i know scared the bejesus out of me i don't know why that just sounds so foreign but other fully
1: vaccinated people like don't go you know balls to the wall
0: no i know but I, it's just it's bizarre to think about you
1: know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right well did you want to talk about harry and megan I feel like we have to touch on it. So let's just touch on we don't have to go in deep, deep, deep with this because I feel like everybody has been talking about it nonstop yeah. for almost a week now. But I do think we need to talk about it for sure. It's a huge pop culture moment, I Zeitgeist know. moment. I mean the memes are on fire. Oh, gosh, these are the moments I love the internet,
0: you know? I know. Just good, good times. So Let's let's touch on some of the main topics of conversation with Harry and Meghan's interview with Oprah that came out was it Sunday? Sunday, last Sunday, Sunday yeah. Mm-hmm. It was
1: two hours long. Oh, they it, milked that for all the advertising money they could. They were like cuts a commercial, cuts a commercial. <laughs> I
0: know. I watched it the next day and I had recorded it so I was fast forwarding through everything, but I just couldn't believe there was one segment where literally I think it only lasted 30 seconds of oh. Oprah and Megan and then they went back to the commercial. I was like what Rude. the fuck? And they know we're going to sit through it. Like they know, they know. They're I mean, riveted. We are so, and we're going to talk about it during the commercial break. It's it's crazy. So I let's first talk a bit about Megan's mental health situation when she was married to Harry. She discussed feeling suicidal while she was pregnant with Archie, which is their first child, as she kind of started to realize what the life ahead of her, ahead of her really meant. Uh, She started to feel very trapped. She opened up to Harry about it and even asked a senior royal uh, asking for inpatient care, but was told that she wasn't allowed to do that because it wouldn't be good for the institution. Um, Which especially, I was thinking the whole time, like, she's pregnant and having these thoughts. To me, I would be like, well, then let's secretly ship you away somewhere, if anything, because, like, this is your your family. This
1: is your future grandchild or, you know. And also, like... Did they learn nothing from Diana? Like nothing. if you watch, um I which I do recommend, although it can be triggering, especially for people who have um suffered from eating disorders or, you know, other mental health issues. Yes. Um Diana, in her own words on Netflix, where she is it's like tape recorded interviews um that it's that she so was having. Good. And she's talking about her mental health struggles that she was having and same thing like nobody wanted to pay attention to them nobody wanted um to get her help and part of that was because they were part of this institution and part of that was just this very stiff like stiff upper lip like pick yourself up by your bootstraps we don't do that here kind yeah. of mentality but it ended badly like it ended so badly for them that you would think that they would learn a lesson from that and moving forward get people help when they need it yeah you know. and i'm
0: I'm very confused by his family's response, by Harry's family's response, because, so when Harry, I'm kind of jumping all over the place, because this, I think, was the last thing in my notes for this, but he talked about his relationship with his father and with his brother, um, Prince Charles. Is Charles still a prince? His dad? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Prince yeah, Charles, Charles. And, and Prince William. So, Because that makes it sound like they're brothers to me when I yeah, say but it Yeah, no, but reason. Yeah, they're
1: both, they're both princes, and in fact, um, Prince Philip is... The grandfather, that's the Queen's husband, Prince Philip. Oh my God, yeah, they're all princes, Mm -hmm. it's crazy, you're right. So
0: Charles, I guess, and William, you know, were a bit cold to the idea. Like Charles wouldn't even pick up Harry's phone calls at one point. Uh, It just seemed like their relationship was very, very strained. And one thing that I don't understand, being someone that just binged all of the crown, like Mm -hmm. two months ago, um, it's still very fresh in my mind. I'm like... Bitch, you went through this with Camilla. You've bet you've felt this pain for someone that you love, or wanting to be with someone that you love, or having the person that you love be trashed in the media and slandered. Like, wouldn't you think that he would maybe have some like,
1: I don't know, Prince Charles strikes me as a little bit of a like narcissist. Like, I don't know. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know that he can see things from that perspective. But I mean, I guess I don't know him and that's kind of the thing is I don't know any of these people what I will say I was struck by and I didn't watch every moment by the way I watched a good portion of the interview but I didn't watch absolutely everything But I watched the whole thing (laughs) I was struck by actually even though there are all the memes with the queen in them I think the queen actually doesn't come out of it looking that bad. Like she does. The queen looks the best. Like Megan reinforces several times that like the queen always treated me kindly. You know, so I do think it was other members of the family. Like she really did make it sound like like her relationship with Kate is not good. Um, Honestly, I've got and I don't even
0: want to share my theories because I don't want to like stir the pot. But when she's talking about these family members that are not being supportive, especially when they went to talk about the possibility of her future child's skin tone. Mm -hmm. I've got a few ideas in my head running of who she could be talking about. because they do go
1: out of, they say, you know, we're not going to go into details as far as telling you who it is. it would be
0: damaging.
1: But they say, they do say, they go out of their way to say it was not... The Queen or Prince Philip, which like you would think that that would be who it was because you're like, oh, they're older. They're from a different generation or whatever. And they were like, no, no, it wasn't them. Yeah. So, I mean, I've I've thought it has to be like Charles or William. I think it's William.
0: I think it's William and Kate. And I don't want to spread rumors. But the only reason I say that is because when I was taking notes for this, I noticed that I think it was... Today, Thursday, our time, I think, or Wednesday, um, Prince William released a statement.
1: Mm -hmm, He did. Saying
0: that the royal family isn't racist, which Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, after hundreds of years of colonization, you're here to tell me that your family isn't fucking racist. Well, but
1: the problem is, it's the same problem that a lot of people have here in the States um, with the legacy of racism that we have here. People... They think if they're not burning crosses on your lawn and calling you the N-word that they're not racist or that they're not engaging in racist behavior. Because the thing is, like you yourself might not consider yourself to be a hateful person. It doesn't mean that you are not perpetuating microaggressions against somebody that is making them feel less than or that hurts them. You know what I mean? So you have to own up to that part of it.
0: Totally. And the fact that he wasn't owning up to it at all, to me, you know, kind of raised a red flag. But I, I just wanted to say really quick, something that was really beneficial to me, especially over the summer when I was, um, you know, really like, fuck, I gotta, you know, be better. And what can I do and all that kind of stuff. And since then, I've learned that it's not just about being, you know, not being a racist or being actively anti-racist. That's you right. know what I mean? So it's not just about saying, look, I'm not racist. It's about actually showing showing up that and you know right, behaving in that manner to actively be is, anti-racist.
1: And and I think that that's kind of the bigger part of of that conversation is that like you can say you know the queen treated me very kindly and uh, you know the pe- you can say the people were nice to me but the institution Was not. And the institution did not protect me. And the institution could have protected you and should have.
0: She refers to the firm a lot. And I looked that up and I guess, you know, that refers to not just the royal family, but also like all the major staff and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff that's involved. So when she's referring to the firm, that's kind of, you know, what it's all about. So originally when they had decided to step down from just their senior duties As royals, they had decided to go to Canada, which was a Commonwealth country, so still kind of part of the, you know, Mm -hmm. the British Empire, whatever you want to call it. Um, But then they were informed by the firm that all of their security was being taken away. And that was also part of the thing with um, Archie before he was born. He was told that he wouldn't be a prince or princess when they didn't know, you know, the sex Which, of the Which, by the way,
1: I, I do want to say it is my understanding that that is standard um, for for grandchildren. But the problem was that the queen had made exceptions for William's other children. Yeah. So that, that's my understanding is that like William's firstborn would have been born a prince because he's in the line of succession. Um, but the others would not have been given prince or princess titles because their great grandchildren that's I'm, my understanding oh because they're great grand
0: ch- but great then why? grandchildren
1: of the monarch so if if but then, Charles, then would they become
0: princes or princesses yes,
1: once t- titled later on they die if, okay if cause our, cause that was I'm my wrong, question. you know british listeners please write in and let me know if i'm wrong yes but i did some reading and that was my understanding and so it's not that he was necessarily owed that title it's that the exception was made for William's other children. I understand. You know, rather than, than for Archie. And also yeah. they did not allow him any security. And like so the thing is that it's doesn't like, make
0: any sense to me. And if the Daily
1: Mail leaked where they were when they were in Canada right before, you know, lockdown started, and they were like, You we gotta figure something out. The tabloids have parties at Buckingham Palace, so they have a relationship with the tabloids. They could have tried to put a stop to all of this really awful slanderous, racist press that they were getting and they chose not to. And like, you're so you're not being protected by your family. That is
0: one of, that's one of the quotes that I wrote down that Megan said. I I think she said it absolutely perfectly. They were willing to lie to protect other members of the family. Put an asterisk next to that. Mm-hmm. But they weren't willing to tell the truth to protect me and my husband. I had an asterisk there and I wrote, Andrew! <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, you're gonna lie to protect your spoiled-ass, like, son. Pedophile Elizabeth. son. Pedophile mm-hmm. asshole. I just hate it. And the other, like, the whole... Seeing the example and seeing Megan set the record straight about the story that she made Kate cry was mm-hmm. a big one for me as well, um, saying, no, it was the opposite. She made me cry. And, well, and, this, and again, Kate didn't come out and defend her. Why not? That's the easiest easiest thing to do and especially as someone who is newly invited into the family I don't know but for me I would want to make sure that I am making that person feel as welcomed mm-hmm. and safe as possible but maybe maybe I'm just a very different person than Kate Middleton I don't know well, but I mean, yeah. there was a hoopla over flower girl dresses, mm-hmm. which I'm sure Kate was like, it's ugly or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... And I, I'm i not trying to say I dislike her. I gotta her. see the
1: dresses. I, I know. You know. I'm curious. What did they look like? <laughs> I mean,
0: we gotta Google them now, because I would assume they're still the dresses that they wore. But I would assume that it was probably some sort of negative comment about the actual dresses, which made Megan cry. But then there's a photo of Kate crying. And they just switched it all
1: all around. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I feel really terrible for Megan and for Harry because even if you even if you have a toxic relationship with your family, taking a step back from them is so difficult. It's and so for Harry, hard. and for Harry especially like his family is kind of his life. Like that's your identity. Like you are prince harry yeah and like you are from the royal family and that is your existence and like so to to make that decision to have to take a step back for them because it's what's best for your new family yeah
0: well and honestly it sounds like that's maybe what harry never knew that he wanted you know he he thanks Meghan at the end for kind of you know helping get him out of that institution you know he talks about how his brother that's it's way more his thing he's into it Mm -hmm. like he that's well and he has to be he doesn't have a choice either he doesn't he doesn't have a choice so thank god he's cool with it but you know harry just doesn't need doesn't want to be part of that anymore and to see them you know in california with their chickens and their dogs and like
1: oh and they're having a baby girl Hmm, and that's it. They're like no more after that.
0: Yeah. Well, and I just, I just think it's so cute. I mean, it's very like gender normative to be like, I've got a boy and I've got a girl, so now we can stop. But it's still kind of like, I, don't I think know. they would have stopped anyway. They were like,
1: two's enough, you know. Which I, which I get. Two but, uh, is enough. I agree. Um okay so let's touch on this very quickly before moving on cuz uh-huh. we're going long but I do want to <laughs> touch on the Pierce Morgan um stuff oh really my fast god yes because that guy is such a piece of shit um he basically immediately following the interview with Oprah uh started trashing Megan he said quote I wouldn't believe her if she read me the weather report um and just It was really insulting and insensitive, especially given everything that Megan said about her mental health and about how the way the press was so vicious with her. Yeah, like did he even watch
0: it or was he just reading the highlights and making evil comments about it? Because like
1: what a heartless person. I read a timeline of his relationship with Megan. Yeah, Michael, he, and that was, he
0: claims that, like, he was talking to her at a bar and put her in a car and then she ghosted
1: him or something. Yes. So basically what happened was they had he, – he was a fan of Suits, the show she was on. And so she he started following her on Twitter. She followed him back. Um, they started talking on Twitter. And then, like, you know, she sent him assigned like, DVDs or or something of suits. And so then when she came to the UK for something, she was in in town for something, they met up at a bar, had a drink, and he was like, she was amazing and glamorous and fascinating and smart and, you know, beautiful. Said all these incredible things about her. Was he trying to date her? I don't know. It kind of seems like it. Because then he says she ghosted me. And he's talking about beautiful she is. I don't know. But the thing is... So she got in a car. She went. She met Prince Harry that night. They started dating. And after that, he continued to speak well of her. The relationship started Mm. to sour after, you know, he started making snide comments on the air about like, um, you know, she should really thank me for putting her like sending her to that party or whatever. Um, She should invite me to the to the royal wedding. And she did not And she's she's not responding to his calls. And so now he's fucking salty about it. So and he's after just the wedding,
0: like he's just being yeah, a total baby yeah. about it. He,
1: and he wanted an inside track to all of this stuff and she was not giving it to him. And after the wedding when he wasn't invited to the wedding that's when he started becoming really hateful invited her dad on to speak and say yeah. terrible things about her. Like oh, just fuck her dad. Think, yeah. And her sister. Yeah. but Ugh. I think she ju- I think he just yeah he's like a wounded man. And so now he's Fucking terrible to her. And so because he said all that stuff about her, it became the most complained about show on British television in 15 years, more than 41 thousand people submitted written complaints about his behavior, including Meghan Markle herself, wrote a letter directly um, to ITV. That's complaining amazing. About him. Um, he was taken to task by several uh, people of color on that show. Uh, at one point, Alex Beresford, who's a co-presenter on that program, yeah, he said, quote, I understand that you've got a personal relationship with Meghan Markle or had one and she cut you off. Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has. But yet you continue to trash her. And it was at that moment that he got up, walked off the show, said, I'm done with this. And yeah. ITV. Then he said, can't he take what he dishes out. Mm-hmm. He says he resigned from ITV. But I have a feeling he was fired and good. And if I never have to see his fucking face again, it'll be, it'll too, be soon. too soon. It'll be way too soon. Um, I just wanted to bring this up really quickly because we had a listener, Bernadette, on Instagram, write in um, and ask us if we had heard of this. I guess it's kind of all over the media in the UK. I had not heard of this. I don't think it is really making the news as much here. No, and we have a
0: very UK-centric episode, I just realized, except for the COVID, um, you know, US stuff.
1: Yes. But yes. yes. Um, a 33-year-old woman named Sarah Everard vanished while walking home alone in South London last week. Her disappearance sparked outrage and grief for women across the UK. Many uh, took to Twitter to share their own stories of what it was like to be attacked or harassed by men while traveling alone. Her name, hashtag Sarah Everard, began trending as well as the hashtag um, too many men. Mm. And then a local metropolitan police officer named Wayne Cousins was arrested in connection with her disappearance on what? Wednesday, a- and was named a suspect. Mm-hmm. A cop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so on a Wednesday, a body was found near his home in oh. Kent, and oh my the remains God. have not been officially ID'd. I know I should have given a trigger warning. I'm sorry. Um, they have not officially been ID'd as belonging to Sarah, but that is the assumption that many people, including her family, yeah. are are making. And then, you know, we can also assume that they are her remains because Cousin's arrest was upped to suspicion of murder rather than just of her disappearance. Um, wow, now- that's
0: interesting that they... She's been gone a week, and it's already mm-hmm. suspicion of murder. It's not just a missing person. That's interesting to me. I wonder if this...
1: Person. Well, it's because they found the body, I think. Oh, I thought that it was recently. I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why people are assuming that it's her body, because the body was found kind of near his home Ugh. and his they upped his um, charge. So I don't know if all cops over there have guns. I don't think so. But this guy in particular was a firearms officer. So I am assuming that he did have a gun. Uh, the working theory is that he used his police ID to lure her to his vehicle, mm-hmm. possibly using the COVID lockdown as a pretext to engage with her because she was out at night. Mm. Um, after the body was found, Cousins was found with head wounds in his cell He was alone in his cell, so I don't know if the wounds were self-inflicted or how it happened. uh, Did he he have them when
0: they arrested
1: him? I don't think so. Like Mm -mm. it was like
0: defensive wounds or something?
1: No, no, I don't think so because he, I mean, he was found like collapsed in his cell. Like it was bad enough that he had to be rushed to the hospital for treatment. And he was alone in his cell. Yeah, they're going to have to do an investigation to figure out how that happened. Either he somehow inflicted the wounds on himself. Obviously self-inflicted. If he was well, alone. Well, or someone went into his cell. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Like a guard or something. I, we don't know. Or but. I guess another inmate could have potentially if... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But his wife was also arrested on suspicion <laughs> of assisting an offender.
0: Stop. So, oh, I just... Yeah. I, I mean, everything that I have to say is so obvious, so I don't really know what to say, but just the fucking audacity of people. Like, this man, all I hear is... Ego, because he is using his power as a cop to lure an innocent person, mm-hmm. and then he's burying his victim near his house, which to me says that he thinks he's so above it, he's never going to get caught. Yeah, because it was a why few miles
1: away, but but yeah, but mm-hmm.
0: still, like it's kind of like um, Casey Anthony, you know? It was just it was kind of kitty corner off her well, backyard, me, it, kind of it, it you says know
1: that this person. You you're devaluing this person to such a degree that you think like I'm worth so much nothing's going to happen to me exactly. this person's not worth anything you know yeah that's what it feels like to me and um, and, and,
0: and that and that he's untouchable you know and I think that that's. I, I, my mind is going crazy listening to the story because I immediately I'm like, OK, well, are there other victims before this? Like what w- was this an escalation to something? Because it seems like he's freaking out that he got caught is going to be. Oh, that's oh, my yeah. assumption and that, they, you know, and they
1: found her. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I
0: think that, you know, possibly some of his if his wounds are self-inflicted, I can imagine that a lot of that could have to do with the frustration of being caught, especially if you're someone who's narcissistic. Oh, you yeah. Know? I
1: think he doesn't want to have to face up to this or admit to it. Um, and I don't know what evidence they have, because obviously this has all happened very quickly, so but new, they, yeah. they do know that. I mean, they, they have enough evidence that they were together. Mm. Um, so it's, it's very sad. And I'm glad that the listener brought brought it to our attention definitely Bernadette, um because it has sparked this kind of outrage as these things often do on the internet whenever they gain traction of not being able to feel safe walking home like just not being able to feel safe in your own yeah. neighborhood you know near your own house like you can't like it's i feel like sometimes men don't understand how un because it's unfathomable to them <laughs> that, like, existing is so... Scary. Exhausting and yeah. scary. And, like, always having to think, like, this could happen to me at any time. Yeah. And, you know, people want to know, like, why Why don't you trust police or whatever? It's because of things like this, because mm-hmm. there's one too many stories like this. Um, too many. So, and it's just... Yeah. It's
0: impossible to know how to respond to people. It's just... It's hard. It's such... Oh, I hate it. I don't even like going in my yard to walk the dogs at night. I'll sometimes like if I think about it too much, I'll be like, I'll psych myself out to the point where I'm like, Max, you have to take them out. I can't like I just don't if there's yeah. not enough lights it's on yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it because I feel like someone's just yeah. going to come up from behind me.
1: It's rare Ugh. for me to go on walks by myself at night. I, I typically don't do it unless don't I do have it. To. The only time I've done it, I was trying to think and I think the only time I've done it at all since living in this apartment was i think like one time i walked to the grocery store which you know is right by my house oh yeah and and that's pretty well lit but still it's pretty well lit but i walked when i left the grocery store it was dark and i walked home in the dark and even then it freaked me out yeah i'd be speed walking the whole way home yeah well anyway sorry to end it on kind of a bummer note but
0: (laughs) yeah geez But I'm really glad that you mentioned it. It's important. I'm glad that we are bringing that news over the pond a little bit. If you would like to send us in any news stories that you want us to talk about, go ahead and email us at neighborhoodfeminist at com or direct message us at angryneighborhoodfeminist. We have a Facebook business and group page. You can go ahead and go to the group page to chat with the other listeners and then go over to the business page and leave us a review if you haven't done so. And if you also have a review on Apple Podcasts, we would really, really appreciate it if you would do so. That is the best way to get us seen and to help us out. And we really, really appreciate it. Well, I guess that's all I have with that. And that's all we have for you today. With all of that being said, we encourage you to to rage on.
1: on. Bye.